Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The work is something that God does. He's the one that produces the good deeds in your life. He's the one who produces the transformation in your life. With Pastor Jay Petty. And that's the thing that we have to begin to see. What is God doing? And what is God doing in my life? And what does God want to do in my life? And what does God want to accomplish through my life? Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. And when you're in those places that you're wrestling with God, and don't tell me you don't do it. You do. Everyone who knows Jesus wrestles with God about right and wrong, about what course to walk, which road to walk, how are all the different things that, that we're dealing with in our lives. How do we do this? How do I get there, Lord? And God says, one step at a time, just follow me. Now, let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday sermon. I'm still in Ephesians. Ephesians 4, 2, 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together, and made us to sit into, uh, together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, and, and it's really important that you understand what God offers us. This is all God. This is all God. This is what God does. He sent his son to pay for the price or the curse of sin. He became that body of sin. And he broke the power of sin for us. Romans 8.1 says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. And what our flesh was weak and based on the law, God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemning sin in the flesh. So when this gift that he offers us, when we receive this gift, those are the things that begin to immediately take place. This is something that God does. Now, I want to take it a a little bit further than that. But I I want to say that (coughs) no man, it says no man can boast in this because this is God's doing. God does this. God does it. It's his work. You know, even drawing us to him, to his son, is the work of God. God does it all. We just come to a place in our lives that we say to the God, you know, I'm I'm tired. I give up. I just just want to repent. I just want to find you in my life. And it's an amazing thing that as we feel ourselves being drawn to God, we feel this need for him in our hearts. And sometimes it's just that we're sitting someplace way out there in, in, in la-la land. And all of a sudden we feel a sense of, of, you know, I need to go someplace. 
I, I need to go to church. I, I, need, I, need to, I need to change my life. And we start processing this stuff out. And all of a sudden, we have this overwhelming feeling of wanting to know who God is. See, God does the work. God always does the work. Salvation is a work of God. And God did it through his son and freely offers us this wonderful, beautiful, blessed gift of salvation. What does that mean? If you want to really know what salvation means, it is a, it is, it is a big word. It is a big word. It changes everything when you begin to understand what your salvation is. But your salvation is given to you freely as you receive his son. See, but you see, that's what I would talk about as a gift this morning. In John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again. You know, what that simply means is that regeneration of the Holy Spirit. We're all born with a dead spirit to God. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. That's what sin did. It, it, it destroyed this ability to have this relationship with God. And the moment that we come to that place and receive Jesus Christ into our hearts, one of the most powerful things is, is instantly there's a regeneration of the Holy Spirit in you. All of a sudden, your spirit man, that man that was dead to God, all of a sudden is alive to him. All of a sudden, it is quickened from death to life in an instant. He says, I say to you, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You know, the kingdom of God is God. It is the Spirit. Jesus put it this way, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come on you. It's a kingdom of power. But that kingdom doesn't no longer dwell on the outside of man. That kingdom dwells on the inside of man. And the kingdom of God begins to live in us. That's the work of God. That's a part of the gift that God offers you, is that the kingdom of God would live in you, and the power of God would live in you, and the grace of God would live in you, and the things that God wants to do would be in you. All the things that God wants to do. See, it's not a natural birth, and, and that's what he says. He says, and Nicodemus says to him, how can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So this spiritual birth, and that's really what it is, is this born again experience is a work of salvation. And what I mean, it's freely offered to anyone anyone to whom would receive it. Now here God is working. God never quits working. He never sleeps. He's always working. His whole passion of his heart is that he loves his creation. And his desire is that 
everyone, everyone would come and receive what he has for them. He would, that they would receive this kingdom, that they would be born again, that they would be born of the spirit of the living God, that God would begin to dwell in them by his spirit. So they would no longer be, no longer be any distance between you and God. I tell you this morning, if you know Jesus, you can never be any closer to him than you are right now because he lives in you. He lives in you. And that's what he's saying. That's what Jesus was saying. This is what he was offering mankind. This is why Jesus came, was to offer mankind a hope and a future, a tomorrow. Here, an insert, is that we cannot earn this. We cannot make our way to him. We cannot make ourselves better. We cannot improve upon ourselves. We can only receive what God has given us. In John 3, 21, it says, But he who does the truth comes to the light, that, the de- that his deeds may be clearly seen, and that they have been, these things have been done by God or in God. So what happens here? And this is what he's saying. That when you come to this light, your life changes. If you let God continue to do the work in you, that life and that light will continue to change you. But you have to understand, this is not you doing it. You can't, you can't work yourself into this. Even after you're saved, you can't improve on yourself. Quit it. The work is something that God does. He's the one that produces the good deeds in your life. He's the one who produces the transformation in your life. That's part of the free gift. We get in his way. We get in his way when we're out there trying to fix ourselves. Instead of just yielding to him. Instead of just coming to him. Instead of just kneeling before him. Instead of just receiving what he's offering us. And allowing him to bring about the changes that need to happen. We fight and wrestle. In fact, we fight and wrestle with one another. Uh-oh. That must have hit home. God took it out of your hands. He took his salvation out of your hands. They're in his hands. And this gift that he gives us is free. And he offers it freely to anyone so that we can learn how to walk in it and reap the benefits of it in our relationship with him. That's what changes things. That's when things begin to change. That's when your spiritual growth begins to take place. You know, I believe that it's when we spend time with him. We spend time with his word. And we don't put anything on him. But in that relationship, allowing him to bring to us what we need that day. 
expecting from him to bring that what we need that day in our lives. It's not like being in the flesh, working in the flesh, that you have to prove yourselves. You're already approved. Already. God has fully accepted you already because you have fully accepted his son. <coughs> First Corinthians 3.8 Now he who plants and he who waters are one. You know what that says? That all of us laboring together, whether you're a teacher, preacher, evangelist, whether you're a healer or you're whatever, whatever God has called you to do, we're one. We're one together. God doesn't say that the preacher is more important than the guy that's, the guy that's reaping those who are being saved. And he doesn't say that the teacher is more important than the evangelist. What he's saying is that we are all working together as one people. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own, to his own labor. For we are God's workmen, uh, f uh, God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. Don't you see it as it really is? God causes the increase. That's the next verse. But God causes the increase. That God causes the spiritual increase. God causes the spiritual growth. God causes the, the growth of the church. God causes all of those things. But what he's really saying is that, is that in this case, that we belong to him. In other words, we're his body. We're his field. We're his building. This thing that God is building. See, it's what God is doing. And that's the thing that we have to begin to see. What is God doing? And what is God doing in my life? And what does God want to do in my life? And what does God want to accomplish through my life? And God, what does God want to accomplish through this oneness that I have with others? It is the work that we are working together. It's a work that has to be accomplished together. But it is still God who brings it. It's still God who builds it. It's still God who fills it. It's God. That's a work of salvation. That's what he's speaking to. Our problem is, is that, we, and I'm going to tell you, as human beings with human character, we want to build it ourselves. And so many times in the earth we see people building their own kingdoms instead of the kingdom of God. It's not about what we're building. It's about what he's building. It's an eternal building that's going to go on for eternity. It's only that when we begin to understand that God called us, God saved us, God drew us, God saved us, God put us in his body. God has set us in a place to do a work together and when we begin to realize how important we are to what God is doing it begins to change our own mission 
in our relationship with where God is going. <coughs> I say this, God loves you, and that will never change. Everything he does is because he loves you. Everything he's ever done is because he loves you. And he draws you by his love. But you've got to see that God's doing something much greater. Much greater than anything that we think we see. It's what he's doing. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 5, 4, it says, For we who are in this tent groan, growing, growing, we groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed. Anybody that sits here this morning and doesn't want to go to heaven and you're a born-again believer, I don't believe it. You may not want to go the way you're going to have to go through it, but you want to go. You want to be in that place where he is. You want to see him face to face. And what he's saying, what Paul is saying, inwardly we want that. And sometimes we want it so badly because we feel the sense of wanting to be with our, our, our creator. We want to see him. We want to know him. But he's saying, not because we, uh, uh, says, not because we are unclothed, but further clothed, that mort mortality will be swallowed up by life. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us his spirit for a guarantee. So what God is doing, he's doing something far more powerful than we can see. This is God's doing. This is about God's salvation. See, God gives us those desires and those urges and those wants. The funny thing is you draw closer to God is in your life. You, you sense a deeper want of that in your life. You see, it's like, God, I want to know you. God, I want to see your face. God, I want to touch you. God, I want you to speak to me. God, this is this drawing to him. And as we draw closer to him and we draw that in that place with prayer and our relationship with him, the desire of that becomes greater and greater. It's kind of hard to, but still yet, even when we don't, we still sense it. We still feel it. See, God gave us his Holy Spirit as a guarantee of a future of eternity with him. In other words, because we've been sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, God is telling us, I'm, you, I got you. You're mine. And when you leave this earth, you're coming with me. And I'm guaranteeing that by giving you the life of my son, the life of my spirit which dwells in you, with I giving you my kingdom, my and the kingdom of God is in you. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee of a future with me. Wow. That's all a part of the salvation and this gift that God has given us. It's his gift. He freely gives it to us. 
It's not, and we have no room to stand up and say, well, you know, you know, you know, you know. It's not about me. It's about him. It's about what he's doing. It's about what he wants to do in your life. And about what he wants to bring into your life. And what he wants to pour out through your life. See, the hardest part for us is to learn how to walk it out. Walk out what he's prepared for us to walk out in. To live that life. To live in that life. And grow in that life. Now, well, there's a lot of reasons, man. The world in itself has its own pull on us. And, you know, and, and you work and trying to make a living. and You got all of those things that seem to get in the way of this. And God knows that. That's why it has to be a simple relationship. Letting God go with you wherever you go. Letting them have the reins. Letting him move you. Letting him reveal to you the things that you have need of. Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You know what this is supposed to mean? That the old man passed away. You know what the old man is? Flesh. That's what he's talking about. The things that we were born in, the, the life that we lived and you know, under the nature of this world. You know, the things that we desired and wanted. Those things, and he's saying, and this is the hard part. This is, this is the part we have to learn to walk with God in. Because I'm telling you, as a human being, you still want certain things. I'm sorry. No matter who you are. And yet a part of what God is doing in this building that he's building in you is bringing a transformation <laughs> into your life to begin to remove the old and bring on the new. You're a new creation. That's what he's saying. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. New beginnings. A new creation. A new life. Wow, I got the new life. Man, I got the kingdom of God. Man, and when we, we begin to realize we, we want to go out and take the world, but it's funny how the uh, we have this wrestling match with the spirit with the flesh and the spirit. Isn't it amazing? The flesh wants me to go this way. The spirit wants me to go that way. And I'm wrestling with, with, all, with everything in my life. With every desire in my life. I want my desire to be for God and what God wants of my life. And yet I have these other desires that keep trying to pull me the other way. It's a battle. It's a war. Isn't it amazing that God allows us to go through those things so that we can really see? It's a part of his plan for our life. It's all those things that get on us, those things that we've held on to. It's the very nature of the things in our life. 
And it takes a lifetime, a lifetime to walk it out. So many people quit before they ever get there. They just give up. But it isn't what God's intent was for us. His intent for us was to learn how to live in this new life, in this new creation that he's given us, and learn to put what was in the past in the past and allow the future to unfold as we walk it out. Amazing that God is such a a magnificent God and such a powerful God. God did it to reconcile us to him through his son. Reconciliation to make us one with him. To balance the sheets. That there's no odd or even. But we're free. See, that's the whole thing about this. We're free at any time we begin to realize that we're free. What makes you free? The truth. What truth? The truth that you find in Jesus Christ. That truth. Philippians 1.6 says, Be confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing? He didn't say he was going to complete it the day you were born again. He didn't say he was going to, the salvation is a work that is in process. It takes your whole life. It doesn't mean you're not going to heaven, but it's a continual work of the salvation in you, of this transforming, that, that what God has put in you, what God is doing in you, what God has called you to do is something that he's doing in you. For his glory and for his benefit. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Move forward with where God is going and with what God is doing. So you hit a mountain. You know, we all hit mountains. You hit a valley. We all hit valleys. You hit a hard place. We all hit hard place. But we don't quit. We don't give up. We'll be confident in one thing, that God's doing a work in me, and he's going to finish that work in me. That's his job, and that's the work of salvation, that God completes what he started in me and in you. And maybe you don't feel, maybe you say, well, Lord, I can't seem to get nowhere. Hey, it's okay. He's not done yet. He's not finished yet. He's still working to complete what he's doing in your life. And as you move with him, you can't tell me that you don't resist God. And we do. It's because that is the nature of man. But God is trying to get us to understand if we just let go of that, that old way, that old life, and we just move with him. We just go where he's going, that we just let him do what he's doing, that we would find those places where he would begin to bring the continual sanctifying work of the Spirit of God in your life. 
And there would be transformation and change. Wow, what a powerful thing. We get hung up over here. And we seem like we can't get past over here. And God is saying, let that go. Let it go ahead and die. Quit hanging on to it. And just start moving with me. An amazing thing, when we start to move with God, the changes of, of our spiritual life begin to change with it. And our transformation begins to continue. And we become more and more and more and more and more like Jesus. Now, how's that? How do you say, well, what does that mean? As he's working in you, the things that he wants to change in you, and the things that need to change in our life. As we yield one thing and grab a hold of the other, we're on our way to heaven, guys, if we know Jesus. I'm sorry, that's just it, man. We're on our way to heaven. But you know, it seems like we have a lot of roads that we're confronted with in our life. There's one road that leads to God. Walk it. How come it always seems like this goes by faster than I realize? Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in, not only in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. What does it mean to work out your salvation? Everything I'm talking about this morning. It's yielding one, taking hold of the other. It's not easy. If anybody was tell you to be a Christian is going to be the easiest thing in the world, they're telling you an untruth. It's not religion. It's relational. It's God the Holy Spirit working in you, moving you. And, it, it, and you may think, well, it, it doesn't matter if I say, I don't really want to do that. When the urge in you says, I want you to do that. We desensitize ourselves when we, when we ignore what God is speaking into our hearts. We become more sensitive to God's spirit when we just move when he comes and he speaks to in us. This is a work of God. You've got to understand, this is what God does. It's a part of our salvation. And when he says, work out your salvation, he's saying, what he's really saying is, let God do the work that he started in you. Let the work that he has given you, that freedom that he has given you in his son, continue to work in you. Go with him. Understand him. Move within him because it's his will and his pleasure that he wants to fulfill in your life. And when we do it, one thing that happens, it may be rough in the beginning, but in the end it brings a sense of, of peace and well-being in our life <coughs> as God changes us. I don't know if you understand this. God, you belong to Jesus. 
You're not of yourselves. You don't have a right to you don't have a right to your life anymore. Any more than you had a right to your life when you when you walked in the world. When you walk in the world, you walked under the course of the power of the, uh, the power uh, uh, the prince of the power of the air. He dictated what happened in your life. He 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 uh, energized your lust and your desires for things that that, that were that brought shame in your life to be to be true. Don't tell me they didn't. And now there's a different God in control of your life. And that God is a God of creation. And he's given you everything that you need to walk out your life. It's just that God puts it this way. You have to choose to do my will. You have to choose to walk the course that I've set before you. You have to choose to allow me to do the things in you that I want to do in you, to complete what I've started in you. But you have to learn how to work that out with him. And when you're in those places that you're wrestling with God, and don't tell me you don't do it. You do. You, everyone who knows Jesus wrestles with God about right and wrong, about what course to walk, which road to walk, how are all the different things that, that we're dealing with in our lives. How do we do this? How do I get there, Lord? And God says, one step at a time, just follow me. And when you come to that hard place, just follow me. Just follow me. When you're at the river's edge, just follow me. What do you tell Peter? Yeah, you can walk on water. You can't get to the river's edge and be afraid to do what God wants you to do. You have to step out there by faith and walk it out. If it's to walk across that river uh, on top of it, that's a beautiful thing. But still yet, it doesn't really matter. Every mountain that God brings you to is going to look to seem like it's impossible. It's only when you say, okay, God, if this is where you're going, I'm going to follow you there. I'm going to... I'm going to take those steps with you, God. And even though I know it's going to be difficult, but it's when we walk out by faith, we see the hand and the power of God take us through those places and help us to overcome those things. That brings transformation. You'll never find that as long as you stand on the river's edge. And Jesus is saying, come. And you're saying, Hey, God, I can't swim. And he'll say to you, don't worry about it, just come. This gift he offers us is such a beautiful gift of life. But that life is about transforming us and changing us. And the only way it works If we just go where he's going, if we just do what he's doing, wherever he sins, I go. Whatever he says, I do. When he tells me to walk in love, then I walk in love. When he tells me that, that, uh, that there's no law by walking in the spirit, then I walk in the spirit. Don't you understand the Holy Spirit's going somewhere? 
Do you know that? He's going somewhere. Do you want? He wants to go somewhere in you. But it's not just you. It's everyone around you. Because it's what God is doing in the church. It's what God wants to do inside the body of Christ. And when, when we just say, yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, if this is what you want, yes, Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you, Jesus. You know, when you get stuck in the mud, he's going to reach back and grab you by the hand. He's going to drag you through the mud. <laughs> At least your face doesn't get in it. This is him. This is his doing. That's the whole point about all of it. That's the whole point about this whole message. It's him. And you can't do only what he can do. How many of you could heal a body? Anybody? Raise your hand if you can heal a body. You know why you can't heal a body? Because it's not yours to heal, it's his. How many of you can save a soul? Not one of you. It's not your job, it's his. How many of you can draw another person to Christ? You can't. That's God's job. It's his. It's what he does. It's what he's doing. It's what he wants to do. Don't put God in a box. That's the worst thing you could do in your life is to put God in a box and say, this is who you are. Because I'm going to tell you, God will break that box wide open and you won't even know where he's going. I end with this little word. Jesus said in John 3, So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The wind blows where it will, it go, and you cannot see it. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit of God. You know what that means? It simply means what I'm speaking to this morning. Let God blow you where he wants you to go. Let God blow you into the things you need to go. Let God blow you into things you need to learn. Let God blow you into a deeper relationship with him. Let God move you. Let God move you. Let God move you. It is the workings of God, not the workings of man. I set up one more, but I'll end with this, I promise. Jesus put it this way. I don't do anything on my own, but I do everything I see the Father doing. He's the prime example of how we're to walk out our life. We have to see what God is doing, and we have to move where God is going, and we have to do the things that God is doing because it's His salvation that He gives us. That's why it can't be yours. That's why it can't be your boast. That's why it can't be on you. That's why it has to be in Him. And it has to be what He's giving you as a free gift. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.